0: You are tuned into the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, your Rx for success in nutrition, mindset, and health to dispense the best version of you. The Fit Pharmacist is a movement in the profession of pharmacy.
1: Here is your host for the show, Dr. Adam Martin. Fit Pharm fam, what up? I'm coming to you live from Charleston, South Carolina with Core Consult Rx. Welcome aboard, my brother. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Dude, it's a pleasure. So real quick, guys, what is the Fit Pharmacist? Is it a movement, a place, a person? It is a movement. It is a change in mindset in the profession of pharmacy to not only do better, but to be better. The core belief is this. If we're functioning at 100% at what we can offer our patients by mastering ourselves, we can then deliver better care to our patients, resulting in better outcomes and better relationships. And that's what it's all about, guys. Look where we are now. Charleston. Charleston, South Carolina. I escaped the snow.
0: Yeah. We were in shorts yesterday. It's pretty cool. Oh,
1: yeah, I we I took about a uh, half hour, actually an hour delay. I flew from Pittsburgh to DC to here and they had to spray the plane down, uh, to prevent the de icing. So that was an experience, but I looked at it as an opportunity, got more reading time done, and then came here and we had a biz dev night till about two. I tapped out, but this bro went till three thirty or so. <laughs> but That's what he does. Had
0: to get the podcast up. Yeah, man. Had to get it published.
1: So we were driving last night after eating four feet worth of sushi. No lie. If you go to the Instagram, it's up on there. Um, But we were talking about, you know, this whole mindset shift and looking at different careers, different people in different professions who've really made their mark, who have excelled the standard calling of duty with their professions and really changed the industry. And we were talking about you know, how does that happen? What, what, what does that look like? And what I came up with in, in this discussion was, if you follow the standard procedure, so you go to pharmacy school, you, and this is not crapping on any profession, this is just how it is most of the time. You go to pharmacy school, there's a standard process, right? You know, you, you go to class, you, you study, you do this thing, and then you get a result. But what happens when someone comes in, And they completely re-revolutionize what that means. So they really change it up, make a mark. Um, If you want to go into business, right? You follow, you go to MBA, go to uh, business school, try to make a mark. And then look at Elon Musk, completely change the world. Technology, you go to tech school, whatever. But then there's Apple, completely change the world, okay? What creates that? What causes that? And that's why the title of this podcast is called, What's Your Angle? Because if you're looking to go above and beyond and really make excessive impact in your profession, in your niche, whether that's pharmacy, business, or even relationships personally, you have to approach it at an angle. You can't follow the standard process. You have to find your X factor and bring that to the table. And we were talking about that, too, um, because Mike uh, from Core Consult used to be a pro MMA fighter, Mm -hmm. killed it. Just slay all day. I don't. Okay. Know, I don't know about kill it. I was okay at the he MMA. Was, he was pro. Literally, like it's not. A, it's not a saying. Like, oh, he was pro. He was literally a pro. Okay. And then we were talking about the mindset that it takes to prep and cut weight because you got to go in a sauna and do all these things. And I asked him, like, you know, you have a really strong mindset and you're like so driven with what you do with Core Consult and really helping people in the profession, and um, community pharmacy. That you know, it's not just you know slinging pills. You can really help patients and stay current with care and evidence-based medicine. So we kind of clicked in the thinking that because he was so successful in MMA fighting, he was able to take the principles of success he learned from there and then apply them to his profession. And I thought, wow, that's like approaching at it from approaching it from a different angle. And it kind of caught my attention because I did something similar um, with drug-free bodybuilding with the mindset again, you know, dedication. Um, getting the workouts in, no excuses, putting in the work, just like with the Fit Pharmacist and Pharmacy. I work full-time as a community pharmacist, and I work out all the time, and I'm doing the business. But it's not like, you know, I did my time, I, I worked, I can relax and watch Netflix. And I'm not saying don't relax. But pursuing your dreams and putting in the work necessary to achieve the excellence that you see in your mind comes from that angle that I got from bodybuilding, that mindset. So, I just want to hear Mike's take on this coming as a pro and just completely dominating in evidence based medicine. Um, so, that's why we're here to talk today about how to use that angle in your life and your experience and your passion to direct it to your profession and really make a mark on the world. So,
0: my take on it is, you know, and in, in I was a professional MMA fighter. I definitely, like I said, I, I was nowhere near you know top of the the funnel or anything like that but Slay. but um you know I, I did i did okay um on you know southeast type circuit type of thing and so um i think the, the, the my biggest takeaway from it is as far as the mental game is the training is so difficult and then the weight cutting is another thing that it was just brutal and so you know, for me now that I've kind of carried off into the pharmacy world, you know, when stuff gets hard or if I get stressed or whatever the case may be, like I can kind of go back to that place mentally and remember how much worse it could be because I could be cutting 20 pounds in 24 hours sitting in a sauna ready to just feel like I'm dying. And, uh, you know, it's like, "Ah, well, suddenly this little bit of stress I have from, some prescriptions that need to be done or a project that needs to get completed isn't so stressful anymore. And, and I think that the, the mental game is what, where everybody, you know, no pun intended, but taps out at. Um, I think that so many people get, you know, quote unquote burned out or, uh, do they just, they feel they let the stress get to them. So they, they quit early. Um, and I feel like if, if you have ambition to, to do different things, be innovative in your space, whether it's healthcare or whatever it is you're in, And you have to be able to, to be, you have to be mentally strong to be able to take on uh, the stuff that comes at you. And, and I think it comes from different places. I think some people are just born that way. I think some people have to work really hard at it. Uh, but keeping a positive mindset, keeping, keeping mentally tough is something that is, is super, super important if you want to be successful, especially in a stressful career like, like healthcare.
1: Yes. And. We see this example so many times, um, and there's actually a book that we were talking about, and you guys know I love books. we got the book nook on the website, the Um, But one of the books that we both read and really were struck by was a book called Extreme Ownership. It was written by two U.S. Navy SEALs, um, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Okay? And these two guys were Navy SEALs, and in that you have extreme mental training, like best of the best of the elite in our military in, in this awesome country. And they went through, you know, their call of duty, and then they had some amazing principles they learned with mindset and getting things done and task-oriented communication and leadership skills. They then took those in extreme environments. We're talking like Iraq, warfare, all that stuff, extreme environments. And they're like, well, isn't business kind of like war? So they took those um, lessons that they learned and skills they developed and turned it into business. And now they're one of the most successful business pair in the business world. And that's why they wrote this book, Extreme Ownership, because they're talking about that angle. They had experiences with combat, with serving our country. They apply those concepts to business, and now they're totally crushing it. And that's kind of the point that we're driving is if you have life experiences, if you have a passion that you're pursuing, you can apply that to your career. It doesn't matter what it is if they're totally different. Um, there, there will be a similarity whether or not you see it or not. And the awesome thing here is that you guys can really get empowered with is we all have a unique story. We all have gone through different hardships, but you can use those to really fire yourself up and invigorate your profession. And that can be you know, pharmacy. That can be if you're in, in healthcare with like nutrition consulting, which is what we do at The Fit Pharmacist. But it's just a nice take that you don't have to follow a standard track of thought a standard track of, you know, going through the motions, you can bring way more to the table by using your own unique experiences and lessons you've gained through, you know, doing things and really use that to fire up your profession. So
0: Yeah, I agree completely. And I think, you know, it completely depends on what you want. You know, everybody's everybody has their own goals, their own ambitions. You know I do not I d I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody necessarily who doesn't want to be innovative or doesn't want to, you know, they may just have different ambitions. If your ambition is to make a comfortable living and then join some, a couple softball teams and, uh, have fun with your friends every weekend and then, yes. then that's awesome. Go for Nothing it. You Nothing know? wrong with that. Um, but I think that if, if you do have ambition to change, change the game up a little bit and, and, and whether it's a mass wealth or whatever the case may be, it may drive home some legacy for yourself, whatever it is. You know I think that uh, you have to make sure that what you're doing is going to actually map to that and, and so many people talk this big game and say they're gonna do this, say they're gonna do that they have these amazing careers but then they're not doing the things the that work. it takes though yeah the work that it takes to actually get there and and I think that's part of it I think is a, is a mental game part of it I think is they just get caught up in the cliche, this is the path you have to do it because everybody does it this way. And so they're just in that rut, um, which, you know, may work for some people. There's plenty of people who, you know, probably a lot more successful than I am that have done a very traditional route. Um, but you know, you need to really kind of evaluate yourself and and be aware enough of what's going on in your own life to know that if what you're doing right now, going to get you to where you're telling everybody you want to be, um, and and then you know the the other thing is too, being being willing to put in that that extra work that it's uncomfortable now you know it may suck now like you're giving up a bunch of free time but you know in the end it'll pay off. Uh, the the example I like to use is residency in pharmacy. So there is a lot of a lot of uh, specialty positions or, or clinical uh, pharmacy specialists who really look down on pharmacists who don't have a residency. Uh, Some of them will look down on you if you don't have a PGY2 residency. And I really kind of despise that mindset. And, you know, I personally did not do a residency. And there's people that would automatically judge me of, oh, Mm -hmm. well, you don't know as much as me because I did do a residency, this, that, and the other. Um, When, in fact, you know, not only – I didn't do a residency, but – I one became a PIC, so I learned a lot about leadership. Um, I also have spent just an, a ridiculous amount of hours working at the uh, working alongside some of the professors that I that teach at the school I graduated with. Still going to and working with them for certain projects they're working on, helping with students, precepting, and um, spending time one-on-one with some of these people and learning from them continuously. I know, I know so, I mean, so much more now than I did when I graduated and there's a lot of pharmacists that can't say that, but that's because I, I know for a fact where I want to go and where I want to take my career and I know that I didn't do a residency and so I know that I need to take certain steps to, to get to where I did because I didn't do the residency route and there's certain things that I need to give up like free time and you know, I haven't taken a vacation uh, other than one two day trip to Orlando, um, I haven't taken a vacation in three years and my vacation days to, uh, that I've taken from work have been to go and learn at the medical university that I graduated from and spend time with those professors. Like that's, you know, granted I owe my wife a vacation at this point, but, <laughs> um, you know, I'm sitting, I'm getting ready to take the CE exam, um, in a couple days and I'm getting ready to uh, hopefully this summer I'll take um, or this fall, we'll take the BCPS. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be going through these things and taking these exams and getting these certifications uh, without doing a residency. And, I, and I'm by no means, if you want to do residency, that's awesome. I, I completely encourage people to do that. But if you're somebody that didn't want to do that and it is going a different route, I want people to know that it is possible if you're willing to put in the work. I like to think of my last three years as being like my self taught residency, if you will, um, which people will roll their eyes, you know, people who have actually had actual residencies will roll their eyes, but I've, I've spent a ridiculous amount of hours continuing my education on my own and with the help of um, much smarter people around me, um, and I think that that's the, that's what sets people apart of the, the cliche, like I just wanted to get out and make money and fall into the community or retail pharmacy space versus I'm in that space but I could very easily transition to a clinical role very easily. Um And so that's something that I think, if that's one of your ambitions and you're not going to do the residency route, I, you really need to kind of evaluate that and, and be ready to put the work in.
1: Mike, I think you made two awesome points. And the first goes back to a podcast we did on uh, Mike's podcast, Core Consult, So make sure you check that out. Um, but what it was talking about was everyone's an individualized approach, right? So he said like if, if you're – it all comes down to what you want. Like if you are super um, happy at being a stay-at-home dad and that's like the world to you, like that makes you feel so fulfilled, do that. If you want to be you know, a floater pharmacist and only work 20 hours a week because you want to spend time like traveling the world because that's your passion, do that. But don't compare yourself to what someone else is doing and that's like – and you don't want to do that but someone else, that's their passion, you don't have to do something because someone else does it. You have to ask yourself, like, what really fires you up? What makes you feel fulfilled? That's what it's all about. So what Mike said is really important. We're not saying that if you just work as a pharmacist and nothing else, like, we're judging you. Like, that's not all we're saying. What we're saying is if what you're doing doesn't make you fulfilled, if what you're doing leaves you yearning for more and you don't feel like you're making an impact... That's where it's time to do these steps that we're talking about. Not that you have to do all these things in order to like be accepted. That's not what we're saying at all. It really comes down to what your values are, what makes you feel fulfilled and what makes you feel good because everyone deserves to feel amazing. So if what you're doing right now is giving that to you, keep that up. But if you're in a stuck point and you're like, you know wondering, is there more, like is this all there is? this isn't what I thought it would be like, I feel like I'm not using my full potential. That's what we're talking about, to really step it up. And that's what the whole, the whole Fit Pharmacist movement is, is to create that. And that's what the core consult business is, is helping pharmacists looking to stay competitive in pharmacy really tap into their potential because it doesn't matter. And this is the second point. It doesn't matter how many letters are after your name. It matters what you do with the letters in your name. So Mike Corvino, Adam Martin, those are the letters that matter. Who are you, okay? What are you doing with the values, talent, skills that you have? And what are you going to do to make that happen? Because, you know, somehow, someday, one way, one way, not going to, like, make it wishful thinking, right? You have to take action to put that into practice. So if you do have this desire, and we have to be honest with yourself, and this this can be humbling, okay? So really take a moment and think on your feelings. Are what you're doing right now with your career, your personal life, is that making you feel fulfilled? If you say no, ask yourself, like, have you thought, have thoughts to do other things like network, go to um, conferences or do some CE or like pursue another accreditation or just explore an area you have an interest in. Um, if it's, you know, nutrition consulting, that's what I do. Reach out. Like, I'd be more than happy to have a discussion with you about that. But what are you doing on that? Like, are you thinking about it? Or are you taking action? And that's what's going to change that. And this is another thing that I was talking with Mike, because I'm in the middle of a huge life transformation, okay? And it's uncomfortable, and there's fear. But one thing that I've learned through the years, and again, this is taking action. Uh, Instead of thinking about it and not doing anything with it, it's what action are you going to take on it? So fear, is it going to be fear everything and run away, or is it going to be face everything and rise? Okay, so it all depends on what action you take on your feelings. And that's really what we're talking about is how are you going to make an impact, how are you gonna put in the work to change your state of life so that you're really fulfilled in what you're doing, because that's really what it comes down to, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I agree completely. And you know, the other thing, this is kind of shifting gears a little bit, but same same concept. You know, if you do have this ambition uh, to, to do big things like in your space or new things, innovative things. Like as a healthcare professional, you really need to look at branding yourself mm-hmm. as a almost like a product or a production company, if you will. Um, there's so many people who they, they want to do things in the healthcare space, but they feel like they have to be like under this – umbrella of a certain school or a certain company or whatever it may be. But as a healthcare professional, you you really need to start branding yourself uh, as a product. And, you know, we see this with rappers or with athletes, you know, they, they play a sport, but the companies that sponsor them go after them in particular. And, you know, I don't think that necessarily, most pharmacists are looking or, or healthcare professionals are looking for like sponsorships. Like we don't want like a Nike deal, hmm. but just do it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but, um, you know, at the same time, you know, I was, I was talking with uh, a couple friends of mine that are doing, working on some telehealth, um, some pretty innovative things in the telehealth space. And, you know, I was talking to them about kind of documenting using social media to document their progress as far as developing these systems. And cause one of them is not even a pharmacist, he's an engineer, and I was talking to them about like kind of building this like following around their process of developing these telehealth systems. And, and my point to that was think about if you build up a following, if you have enough if, uh, attention on social media, you've given enough value to people where they actually want to follow you, they actually care what you have to say. Yeah. How many of those people are going to want to come and either work at that hospital or go to school at your your university, because you're there, they want to work alongside you. That that's that I feel like is the future of like healthcare. There's going to be people that want to come to a certain university or come work at a certain hospital because there's certain healthcare professionals that they look up to or that they uh, see as like almost like a micro celebrity kind of thing. Um, like they those they'll, they'll want to follow those particular people, and and that's how. The branding thing can play out, let alone like the starting, peop- you know, your own company. Physicians have been doing this for a long time, where they'll have the whole business based around them, and, and it's you know, Doctor So and So's primary care or whatever it may be. But you know, pharmacists have an opportunity to do this, whether it's consulting or whatever it may be. Um, there's just so many opportunity, but the the big thing is is looking at yourself as as part of a brand, and I feel like so many people in the healthcare space one try to tell you not to be on social media period which i just baffles my mind like
1: that's out of fear that's e- out of fear because exactly. oh i don't want to violate hipaa oh i don't want to break company policy we're not saying that we're saying like abide by the rules like respect patients cuz that's like number one priority but what if you gave someone like helpful tips mm-hmm. okay so that mike does an awesome job at that on if you follow him on instagram at the at Core Consult RX. He does that all the time. Like ADA guidelines for diabetes 2018 were just released, what, two weeks ago? That day he had tips and highlights like summarizing it. That provides value because a lot of pharmacists want to give good care, but they're in the mindset or reality that they don't have enough time to read over the guidelines, and yes, they're extensive. Mike took that, summarized it, put it into literally an Instagram post of evidence-based medicine updates so you can look at it and you have a summary of some of the changes for diabetic care, there's value right there, right? So it's not value like, oh, how much money can I get from people, and is this a good price? No, no, no. That no one, no one gives two shits about that. Okay, what they care about is how are you going to help them, and do you actually care? Right. That's what it's about. That's the value that Mike's talking about and building the brand, because the brand is what value do you give people? Is it helping them, or is it selling some sort of scam product, and it's like an MLM type deal, like? Does that help people, really? Like, what's what's your mission? What What's important to you? What makes you feel good when you, you have a patient and you're able to help them? Or you're at a conference. This happened to Mike and myself. You're at a pharmacy conference networking, okay? And they're like, hey, are, are you that core consult, bro? <laughs> or like, are you the fit pharmacist? Like, that has happened. Because we've built a brand, we've helped people, we've reached out, we've built relationships because we actually care. And that opens doors, believe it or not. Like people say like, oh, social media is not real life. Well, it depends what you do with it. It comes back to action, okay? So it's just a gateway, a door that you're building to open, okay? So if you have a, a network connection or you meet someone at a conference or you just stumble in, in the conversation, like you have that pre-existing relationship, they see through your actions of you know social media or whatever what you've done, that you care, that you put the time in to pre- create that content, and now they're going to be more willing to talk and work with you rather than they met you and have no idea who you are. Okay, so you're building credibility, you're providing value, and in a way, not 100% because you know, people have trust issues and they've been burned before, whatever, but in a way, you're establishing credibility and building trust.
0: And you know the other thing, the other argument that I hear is, well, make sure that your, your Instagram or Facebook or whatever it may be is set to private or you don't have one at all because if you want to, resi- have one? If you want a residency, then you know you don't want these people going and seeing things you put on there that are inappropriate and then not giving you a residency. Not to be rude, but if you're stupid enough to take a picture of yourself doing like a cake stand, I, just gonna, it say cake stand. I just, and, just gonna say, it. and putting it on Instagram, then you don't freaking deserve a residency. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, like you're too dumb to have a residency. I'm sorry, it's yeah. just the way it is. Uh, every single thing i have on social media is wide open anybody can look at it you can go back and look at stuff like it doesn't matter because i don't have anything on there of me being an idiot and so it doesn't matter there's nothing no one's going to not give you residency because you took a picture of your taco bell like no one cares like there's nothing wrong with that and so be responsible with it and and you know use common sense that i feel like you should have at this point if you're looking at furthering your medical career and, and, and be smart because it's a huge tool. And, and where do you think the world is going with all this? You know, our generation is going to be in charge of stuff real soon. And we all grew up with social media. So, all these people that are like freaking out and scared of social media and stuff, they're going to be retiring. Mm-hmm. And then our generation is taking over. And the generation after us, the, the what do they call them, the YXers or whatever, like, they, all they know is social media. So, you think those students, when, you know, the ones that are like 14, 13 years old right now, you think in 10 years when they're applying to pharmacy school or they're in the middle of pharmacy school or medical school, you think they're not going to have social media? Like like it's not going back. We're not going to go back to writing with pens and pencils and sending letters in the mail and stuff anymore. This is not going to happen. Social media is just going to get bigger. So I don't understand like why people don't embrace that and turn it into if it's if it's if it's a waste of time if people spend too much time looking at dumb stuff on it. Okay, well then that's your opportunity. You know, to put out content that is useful to people, which is why I started doing evidence-based medicine, because you know there's definitely other people doing it, but you know I, I focus entirely on new guidelines, new trials, new drugs, new you know, like actual evidence-based medicine that people can use, and How it's all on social media, because I don't even use like any other form other than some kind of a social media platform, because that's where the attention is now, and if I want I want to reach students, I want to be impactful on students, I'm not gonna reach them on some goofy website that they're not going to look at or on a bulletin board.
1: Yeah. So I definitely hear what you're saying with the resistance that some people just don't want to get involved. Um, And that can be due to fear because they don't know. And so if you don't know, it's uncomfortable and can create fear. But the biggest cure to fear is action. And before you even get there, let's talk about the facts. So this is not an opinion. This is a fact. Fact number one, Almost every person, in one way or another, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, is exposed and uses social media on a daily basis. That's fact number one. Fact number two is if you're not doing it, someone else is. That is fact. Fact number three is if you are going for a job interview, or a network meeting, or a contract, or whatever it is, and there's someone else there, they did social media, and you did not, who do you think is going to get it? that's a fact and that's just something to consider so if you're fearful just consider those that's the reality of the generation that we're in that's the reality of the future just look at any pharmacy any hospital look at all the technology that is there now that was not there last year what do you think is going to be there next year two years five years we have space explorations now Mm -hmm. we've got SpaceX we've got cars that are like Tesla amazing cars that go super fast Look super sexy, and use no gas. Okay, that was unheard of before. It was like, oh, electric cars. Like, might as well get a scooter. But now it's like the future. And now Tesla unleashed shipping cargo trucks. Walmart already pre-ordered twenty of them because Mm -hmm. they see the future and they're seizing the opportunity. This is happening everywhere, guys. It's not just you know, oh, that's that's for you know Silicon Valley. But I'm in pharmacy. Like, no, this is affecting everything amazon getting into the pharmacy business look at how many changes have made just they didn't even act on it yet but the idea got out there certain actions were made public and huge corporations are taking action just in case to get their foot in the competitive door this is happening right now guys and it's going to happen to your career in one way or another whether that becomes direct in the near future or distant future that remains just a question of time but why wait until you're behind and why not just start right now?
0: Yeah, exactly. And and so also kind of continuing with that, is okay, let's say you've made the commitment, you're gonna jump on social media. I I'm blown away at how many healthcare professionals will finally take that leap and jump into social media and they jump on like Twitter and that's it. Not on Instagram, where everybody, all the all the pharmacy students that I interact with are on Instagram. Um, Twitter is like, I mean, most of it's pretty much dead right now as far as a lot of the the interaction. I mean, I, I shouldn't say dead, but it's nowhere near like it was four, or five, six years ago. And and if that that's the platform they jump on, so it's, that would have been awesome if it was two thousand eight, yeah. but it's not anymore. And those people you know, that was their big leap. And instead of looking at the current trends, okay, we want to educate, we want to push education. We want to get students involved. We want to push the profession. Let's go to the place where no students are. And that's where we'll put our content out. And they can't figure out why they can't build a brand.
1: Yes. And I actually, I'm not a Twitter expert at all, but let's just go back to what we said earlier. What's the point of social media? What's the point of creating presence? It's to provide value, right? How are you going to provide value? With only, well, now you can do pictures, but with what less than 100 characters, that's the max?
0: Something like that. So, how are you I gonna provide value
1: those. in that? Unless it's like inspirational quotes or whatever, but I mean, there's Oprah and there's like TV, so yeah. I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> yeah. But so, how are you gonna provide like legitimate value on Twitter versus creating info memes on Instagram? um getting hilarious and insightful filters on snapchat Mm -hmm. okay live video streaming or video documentaries on youtube podcasting like there's lots of different avenues so just think like what's my passion how can i provide value and how can that be easily disseminated to people that i want to help okay so it's all about easy making something easier for someone and providing that value that's really like regardless of what platform you choose to go all in on or all of them, just ask yourself, like, how can I make something easier for someone and how can I provide value? Those are, like, some core concepts that you want to look at when you're looking to get into social media or up your game in the social media presence.
0: And I'll give you a a tactic you can try. If you're, like, wanting to be on the cutting edge, you are wanting to uh, expand and reach people in the healthcare world and do things that are innovative and yada, yada, yada. So the, this tactics that you have, you know, the hopefully this will bring value. At least one person will take my advice on this. would be awesome. And that's Alexa. So if you're not familiar with that, um, the Amazon Alexa Echo, she's, uh, she's talking in the background already. My Alexa on my desk is going crazy. But the Alexa um, is, is a device that is going to be huge. It's, it's in its early, early stages right now, even though it's pretty awesome already. If you haven't used it, you should definitely learn how to use it and check it out. But um, I use mine all the time. I have a few of them throughout my house. And uh, it's something that not a lot of people are on. And if you go to the Alexa skills and you type in medicine, there's very, very, very few options. Um so there's you can either have a skill which is a voice activated like app and it'll do something. Um like uh, our buddy um Rich has uh he's the owner uh, of Arx Rx Radio. Radio. He has an app called Ask Fred, so P H R E D, and you ask it a drug um and then it'll tell you it's just a random drug from the top 200 drug list and it's supposed to help like first year students kind of learn their their drugs better just by hearing them and repetition. And Brilliant. so that's that's a skill that they have on there, and they also have flash briefings. So, like, I have a flash briefing on the Alexa Skill Store, and so when you say, "Hey Alexa, what's in the news?" if you've subscribed to my flash briefing, uh, my voice will come on and it'll explain a new trial or a new drug that was released or whatever. Now, there are some huge organizations on on the Alexa Skill Store right now, and what's crazy to me is. These organizations either haven't posted in a long time, they are using text, which just is the Alexa voice reading off this whatever they typed into their computer. None of them, like that I've seen, I shouldn't say none of them. There's very few that are actually using real audio files, and they're taking the time to understand how this works. One of them, they don't re- they don't remove the text from the RSS feed, and so it just plays the the, the flash briefing gets longer and longer and longer each week because they're not removing the old stuff. So learning how this works and, and, and knowing that this is a huge opportunity because there's there's a land grab right now where it's so much open space and not everyone's aware of this, not everyone uses it. So if you jump on this now, which is it's not two years from now, not even a year from now, now, right now, learn how to use this stuff, jump on it, start building a following. It's going to be super slow. You're going to get like four or five people to view it. If that, there's going to be some days where nobody views your stuff. That doesn't matter. Keep posting every single day as much as you can. Post, 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 post. If it's a flash briefing, constantly upload files. And by the time this starts to take off, because Alexa is already doing deals with like BMW and Mercedes to have Alexa's built into the cars that are gonna be coming out in the next couple of years, like Alexa is going to be huge. And if voice is gonna be huge in general, but Alexa I think is definitely gonna win out over Google Home and some of the others. And if you can build that, that following now, like when two years from now, when everybody finally starts to decide, medical world will probably be five years from now before they decide to jump on it. If you can build that, that, that following now, like you'll be out in front. So I would highly encourage anyone who is looking to, to be innovative or, or build a following on a brand new platform, Alexa Skills is where it's at. Take the time. I don't stop your show, whatever it is. It's not going anywhere. You can DVR it. But please go ahead and jump on that on that uh, bandwagon and see what you think.
1: Let's try a mental exercise real quick because emotion really drives our actions, all right? Um, at The Fit Pharmacist, whenever I train clients with nutrition, we also look at the mindset component, which really sets us apart because 10 out of 10 times, poor food decisions are not about food at all. It's about the emotions that you use food as a, a crutch to deal with those, okay? So... Amazon, Alexa, right? Infancy stages. Let's look at something that you might know more about. Ever hear of YouTube? Have you ever heard of Instagram? When those first came out, imagine where you would be now if when it first came out, you went all in. Look at where it is today and imagine your presence, your social power, your influence you would have if you went all in on those early. And then today, you know, you've got the blue check mark. You've got million-plus followers. Influence. That'll open doors with other people who took that action. Now you have a network. Now you have a business, right? Right now is an opportunity to do that exact thing. It's not like, oh, maybe it'll happen. Like, I'll check it out later. No, no, no. Now. 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 Because Amazon, okay? You may have heard of them. Amazon is so powerful. Let me give you an example. United States Postal Service no post on Sundays, right? Except if it's an Amazon package. They have that much power that the USPS only delivers on Sundays for packages with Amazon. That's their power. Now they're getting into the pharmacy space. Okay. They keep going and going and going. Whatever they touch will turn into gold. This has been proven. This is not like a hypothesis. This is history repeats itself, right? So this is going on right now. Alexa is here. It just dropped, a little hockey puck, but that thing will shoot you a goal again and again, okay? BMW, Mercedes, high-end brands, they already have contracts in place for this to go in. There are signs this will happen, okay? This is a friendly advice from Dr. Mike to shift that mouse click over to the Amazon store and get yourself an Alexa, okay? So, we're not making do anything. But three years from now, if you're like, oh, yeah, I remember listening to that podcast. I should have done that. Turn the shoulda into a did, man. Let's do it. And if you're too overwhelmed with how to do it, Mike took care of that for you. Because what did we say, guys? Provide value. Make it easy. Like, yes, you can go figure it out on your own, like Google search, YouTube videos, but that's going to take hours. Mike simplified that process, okay, in how to get an Alexa briefing set up. It's done. He provided the value because again, he's building his brand. Rich RX Radio, okay? How many pharmacy students, let me ask you a question. How many pharmacy students need to learn the top 200 drugs? What's that? All of them? Oh, okay. How many pharmacy students feel like they don't have time and feel overwhelmed? What's that? All of them? How many students normally get ready in the morning, you know, eat breakfast, brush their teeth, whatever? They could they maximize that time by studying? without reading but hearing an an Alexa briefing? What's that yes? How many people, all of them? How many pharmacy schools are there? How many students are there in each graduating class? There's four years per school times that number. Interesting. He provided value. He's building his brand. Excellent examples of things going on right now that you can do to build your brand. It just requires a little action and a little fire under your ass. And that's what we hope we deliver today.
0: Absolutely. One more one more quick thing on that. If you are an independent pharmacy owner and you're not on social media or Alexa, because you could sell Alexas at your store, I would imagine, or at least have one set up to show them how to use it. You could be providing your patients with daily tips, daily health benefit reminders, whatever, like, I mean, this is a huge opportunity. If you're in the independent space and you are making decisions in your pharmacy and you're not under a corporate structure where you can't do this, I think you're crazy not to take advantage of this. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, all these th- these platforms have made it so easy to market and, and build your brand that it's it's almost laughable how easy it is now. And nobody takes advantage of it. It's just in in the healthcare space. I feel like it's just so such a minority that everybody else is sleeping on this. So please, please, please. like Adam said, if you have any inclination of building a brand or, or having your own company somewhere in the healthcare space, or any kind of entrepreneurial tendencies, please take advantage of these platforms and jump on it now because in three years, you're going to be like, I wish I would have done that and it's going to be too late because you're going to be fighting with everybody else trying to get on there because everybody else is lazy and they waited two years just like you did. And you want to get on this now. Be, be, be the first to market. Jump on there and it's, it's very easy to learn. Please reach out to me. If you have questions, I'd be more than happy to help you set a flash briefing up. Um, even if it competes with mine directly, good because that'll make me
1: It'll Light the fire me. under your ass it'll like we just talking about. It'll
0: push me to have to make mine better. So I'll, I encourage people to uh, – I'll, I'll help you compete with me. So please reach out to me, and I'll help you get your flash briefing or skill up and running.
1: So, guys, we talked a lot about taking action. We gave you some steps, but I'm going to put it into practice right now, okay? So I'm going to provide you value. Hopefully this discussion provided you with some tips and some thoughts, but I'm going to provide you value right now. We're going to give you three resources to put all of what we talked about into action right now. Number one, the book that we mentioned, Extreme Ownership, I wrote a full review on that. So if, you know, you don't have time to read it, I took care of that for you. I already wrote a summary of the book. Number one, there will be a link to that um, summary for the book so you can, you know, go through the highlights and the main points. If you want to buy the book and read it on your own, there's a link to Amazon for that. Number two, go buy an Alexa. As soon as you're done, we're going to have a link in the show notes for the Alexa dot. It's very inexpensive, 20-30 bucks. Yeah,
0: like 30 bucks. Now. They're it's, they're not not
1: bad. It's the most amazing hockey puck you'll have. Yep. Number 3, so you have these things. So what do I do? Like how do I get started? Master Mike has it all taken care of. Okay, so I'm going to have a link to his website and how to contact him so you can reach out to him right away. So in less than 60 seconds, you can take action to put what you just listened to into practice. One, you can order the book or read The summary for Extreme Ownership. Two, how long does it take to buy something on Amazon, especially if you have Prime set up? Click, click, done. And if you have Prime, you get to watch the show Vile. so (laughs) hint, hint. Number three, you're going to have the resources to get started. Mike's a master. He makes it simple. That's his brand, delivering that value to get you started and help you through the process because he genuinely cares about people looking to elevate themselves and create their brand. Less than 60 seconds, you can get this going. Let's get started and get after it, guys. Okay, so Mike. How do people follow you? How do they get in contact with you?
0: So, my, my handle on all social media platforms is uh, Core Console RX. So, Core is C O R, like my last name, Corvino. It's uh, so Core Console, one word, and then RX. And uh, you can find me on Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes. Lexa Briefing. Lexa yeah. Lexa <laughs> Skills, you can find it on there. If you search pharmacy, I'm, I'm pretty close to the top on there, or medicine. Uh, and then um, you, you can also reach out to me on email, so m C-O-R-V-I-N-O, at coreconsoleRx.com. Um, I'll get back in touch with you pretty quick. Uh, so any of those, those platforms, and then um, YouTube as well. I've, I'm try, I try to be very accessible on all platforms.
1: Snapchat. Can I tweeter you?
0: You can. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Twitter, but I will tweet back if, if need be.
1: All right, Mike, thank you so much for your expertise, sharing your value and really putting in the work to make other people's lives easier at creating their brand. It's been a pleasure, man. Thanks
0: for having me, man. It was fun.
1: All right, guys, let's get after it.